Hello and welcome to episode 48 of the Screenplay Writers Podcast. We are the Screenplay Writers. Welcome to episode 48 of the Screenplay Writers Podcast, the only podcast by, for, and about screenplay writers and screenplays. We are your hosts, I'm Ryan. Hi, my name's Nathan. And we are back with you, like every week, with more information, facts, tips, and tidbits about the world of screenplays and screenplay writing and how to do it and how to write them. Good to be back with you, Nathan. Good to be back. Summer is practically here, for lack of a better term. Full swing. Mm -hmm. Full swing. Here is the right term, I would say. I mean, there is no better term than here. Oh, I can't wait for summer blockbuster season. Oh, blockbuster season is here. What are you most looking forward to? Uh... Really, anything that comes out these days is good. It gets gets a thumbs up from me. As long as you're chilling in that theater with the AC, popcorn, and soda in hand, really any movie can be good. Absolutely. It's kind of the message. I couldn't disagree less. Uh, We, you know, Solo came out a few weeks ago. That was, got quite a buzz. Haven't seen it yet. Don't know what it's about, but it's. Movie called Solo. It's out there. It's a there. space movie. Space movie, space opera, uh, rock opera in space. It's like Tommy in space. I've heard. Um, well, he's a pinball wizard. Yeah. So we are looking forward to blockbuster season, and what that means for us is blockbuster screenplays. Mm-hmm. Every season, every every time late spring comes around for Nathan and I, June fifteenth, for us every year, it's uh, it's our blo- it's, we call it blockbuster day. It's when we sit down and start writing. We try to write our own blockbusters all summer long. We try and write five each, uh, starting June fifteenth. You know, one every three weeks or so. Um, it's sort of like I don't know if you if our listeners are familiar with Pixar's infamous dinner meeting where they mm. came up with the ideas for yeah. uh, in the uh, I guess mid to late nineties all of their movies all, thus all far them. that they've ever come up with ever and ever will mm. come up with it was a yeah. hundred ideas and it was some of the best ones absolutely Wreck for, It Well Ralph yeah um, uh, Into the Woods up there up there. Uh, robots hoodwinked and hoodwinked too they planned out a, a, an arc for hoodwinked so yeah it's it's really truly awesome that's basically we're planning to do the same yeah that's essentially what we do except we we actually did it i think first we had what we call blockbuster breakfast mm-hmm. where nathan and i sit down we sketch out 20 or 30 ideas that we're planning to write uh, Lou's Diner is the best place yeah. for this Lou's sort of thing. Lou's Diner, Louis Diner, great guy, great hash browns, not pre-frozen, fresh hash browns, never taste freezer burnt. Coffee's expensive up up front, but it's worth it because for refills. Which I'll pay for every time. Mm-hmm. I'll pay for that every time is uh, better coffee, don't need the free refills. Just give me one pretty good sized cup, not a tiny diner cup. But if I'm paying three fifty for it at a breakfast place, I, I want a decent amount of coffee. 
I get swindled every time. I'm like, give me a thimble-sized coffee, but keep it coming. You know what I mean? Just give yeah. me little coffee shots. I can sort of yeah. periodically take throughout my meal. Uh, just because the just because I find the notion of uh, free refills alluring. Yeah. It's the same reason why. Uh, You're a buffet guy. I'm a buffet guy first and foremost. Yeah. But now you go to movie theaters and they have these Coca-Cola freestyles. And famously, movie theaters don't do free refills on soda. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's. Uh, I mean, they're giving you gigantic cups. They are big, especially big if you get cup. the novelty ones where they're like kind of holog- have kind of like uh, holograms and stuff. Yeah. But anyhow, Love essentially those. they have the freestyle machines up front, separate, like. They're not behind the counter anymore. You go and you customize your drink. Yeah. So my question is, it feels easier to maybe get a free refill if you wanted to. I'm not saying that that's something that I would do, but. True. True. These are just logistics. I'm kind of a logistics person, actually. You're into logistics. You're into logics and structure. And that's why you're so good at plot. That's Mm -hmm. why you're a plot guy, I Mm -hmm. think. You love the plot points and mapping them out in bullets. One, two, three, four, five numbered lists in Word documents. You open one of Nathan's Word documents. You're seeing bullets. You're seeing numbered lists. Exactly, yeah. And I use the little arrows to customize. Yeah, you've got kind of your own flair on the bullets. Well, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm involved in some uh, Microsoft Word. uh, Well, okay. First and foremost, we love Google Docs. Love Google Docs, number one. But I still use Microsoft Word because it is... Second best, love it. It is second best. And I'm involved in some of their Microsoft Office forums online and message boards where people are kind of creating custom uh, little bullet points that you can make. Yeah. And so I have some, like, really fun ones that are actually quite quite fun. I don't necessarily pull them out that often, but somewhere it's, like, Bart Simpson's head Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or it's, like, a thumb kind of jerking. Yep. Plato's nose. Plato's nose. Sculpture. Yeah. So Um, I... um, yeah, essentially, phone. that's just kind of like, and I think that kind of really helps me <laughs> plot out stuff. Yeah. But you, on yeah. the other hand, you're all character. Yeah, I'm character guy. I do like to list character details with bullets, too, but I just use a plain hollow round. I like you got to get into these forums. They're yeah. very fun, and I actually have yeah. met some of my uh, closest friends through these office forums. <laughs> That brings us to the topic of today's episode, which is creativity. Creativity. It's all about creativity when it comes to writing screenplays and not just about the screenplay you're writing itself, whether it's your summer blockbuster writing season or it's regular season for writing for you. You want to bring creativity into that screenplay, but also into your process. And that's what Nathan does with his bullets. It's a way of getting the, you know, the juices flowing. Am I right? Exactly. Yeah. So you see a Bart Simpson head. You think, hey, okay, you know, what if I could see a character's face right now or head or do I, you know, is this in profile or is it straight on? You know, what does this character look like? What is he thinking? What's his hairstyle? Did he just get a haircut? These are all the ways that creativity uh, in process can influence creativity on the page. Well, yeah, and exactly. It's like I've gotten so many ideas from these funky bullets like I mean to be honest a lot of what I have been writing recently is Bart Simpson related and kind of Bart Simpson fan fiction right in screenplay format yep um you know Bart goes to to call college Bart goes Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. the store buy groceries and etc etc 
And I think that is a good example of how you set up your workspace. That's, I think, just the most important thing to get in the writer's zone is setting up your workspace, whether it's a cafe, uh, your your room, a spare office if you happen to have one. Absolutely. The way you set it up, your space uh, influences your headspace, and that brings us to uh, today's hair's rule. <laughs> Which is what I just said, right, Nathan? It's the way you set up your office space is the way you set up your head space. Exactly. It's just a rule that Nathan Hare set up. One of the Hare's rules. Yeah, exactly. For me, it's all about uh, it's all about vintage movie posters on the yep. wall, yep. framed. Mm-hmm. Go to Michael's. You can get any of your posters framed. It's a sweet deal. It makes them look way more mature. Uh, get those up on the wall. Small desks, so you don't have room for clutter. And then uh, empty room otherwise. Otherwise empty room. I've seen Nathan's desk. It's very tidy, very neat. It's also very tiny. It's nothing a, on it. It's a child's desk. Yeah, it's a TV tray that he got at Winners. TV tray sale. He's got a, got a uh, stapler on it. Got his computer on it. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, doesn't own a printer, but he just likes to have that stapler handy just in case he needs. Just in case. To mine something. Yeah. And then you get a big waste basket for all those yes. ideas that uh, don't exactly go according to plan. Yeah. And the waste basket's almost a metaphor yeah. for Nathan and I. Uh, we have na- waste baskets all over all over our apartments. It's too many. Some would say. Yeah. It's a it's a symbol that no idea is precious first 20 or 30 drafts are going in the garbage mm-hmm. so that's why we keep waste baskets around we recommend that to everyone who's starting out is get so, your waste baskets and i mean and like ryan said i don't even have a printer so it is like yeah. i don't know what i'm throwing out there symbolic I, I have gotten like kind of a bigger waste basket and that's kind of what i use as a, as a bed i call it a little basket uh bed burrito essentially where yep. you, you sleep standing up and you get a like get a blanketing comforter and you you wrap it around really really tight and mm-hmm. then Yep. And then you're sort of sleep leaning, I guess. Sleep leaning, yeah. Yeah. It's good. That's cool. All right. This episode's about creativity we have established. Uh, We should do script surgery. Scalpel. Dialogue. Character development. Yeah, but should we check in with... And kind of let listeners know about why Intern Nick isn't exactly with us right now. That's right. We should do an Intern Nick update. Intern, intern update on Nick. Uh, so former, formerly Agent Nick, uh, he sort of renounced the agent game, as as you know from last episode. And we hired him on as an intern. He seems like a talented young guy who's really hungry to uh, to get some screenplays of his own out there. Was tiring of the agent game, so we brought him on into the fold and, and and took him on as an intern. We found that he needed a lot of brushing up on classic screenplays of uh of yore so we let him loose in our library and right now he uh he's devouring screenplays but also while we were attempting to get one of nathan's screenplays pitched and greenlit uh it's called Undercover Lunch Lady. Nick revealed that he has a connection to Mark Ruffalo's agent. So he got a job there. Now he's an undercover double agent. That's the story. So Nick is currently undercover 
trying to get our screenplay sold to Mr. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. So if you don't, please do not tell Mark Ruffalo or Mark Ruffalo's agent if you know about this. Uh, we know the screenplay will be perfect for him, so as soon as he reads it, it's going to be a green light. We just need to get it in front of him, and that's where Agent Nick comes in. He's he's stealthy, he's calm, he's cool, he's collected. We've never seen him in person, but this guy seems, his voice is just very, you know, with it on the on the horn. So we are confident this is going to happen, and we can't wait to share the good news with you, hopefully when it happens. You think that maybe as a secret agent, he could be like, Nick. My, wait, sorry. My name is Nick. Intern Nick. I hope he does do that because I think it would set a nice tone of confidence yeah. that will really help everybody involved. Yeah, everyone involved. Script surgery. Scalpel. Dialogue. Character development. Today on Script Surgery, uh, as always, we're going to take apart, tear down, and rebuild a script from uh, from the real world so that it would actually work as a functioning script. Um, really just repair it from disaster to success. So today we're going to talk about The Incredibles. The Incredibles. Speaking of Pixar... Nathan, what was your first take when you saw The Incredibles, uh, the screenplay? Well, I mean, it's just so good. I mean, it's superheroes, but kind of involving some of the aspects of their daily lives that we wouldn't necessarily see from a Superman or a Batman. Maybe wouldn't spend that, that amount of time in a screenplay kind of discussing that. So it's it's humorous for sure, and it lends a sympathetic ear to the, these kind of quote-unquote heroes, yes. as it were. So. Love it. It is good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't agree. Couldn't disagree less. Couldn't disagree less. It's uh, family family superheroes. Yeah. If I could describe this movie, you know, if I could dig under underneath a layer of this screenplay, I would say what it's really about is family and superheroes. Sa- family yeah. and superheroes. What it would be like to live in a family of superheroes. That's kind of behind the scenes, second layer of analysis is what I would say about that one. And, and you know what? What I would say about the screenplay is don't change a word. Yeah, I would. Yeah, it is a pretty solid attempt at looking at. That's interesting that you bring up family and superheroes because they do get those same sort of thematic elements from it. Right. And I think that just the fact that we both can kind of agree means that it's a pretty solid screenplay all, all on its own. Super solid. Um, and the fact that it's animated kind of is the icing on the cake because that's always interesting and kind of pleasing to the eye to watch. So Yeah, it's a new twist on things yeah. is to animate it, um, add some new character element, color. You can you can do a bit more, I find. Well, it doesn't – it's kind of – it's it makes the brain go, oh, okay, it's a little bit different than, yeah. than real life. So I think that it, it lends itself maybe better to a movie where, like, action is happening and stuff. Absolutely. But then, yeah. yet again, you know, the Rush Hour franchise, they never had animation, as far as I know. Maybe there was an animated TV series in there, but there was lots of action in those movies. Unless I'm, yeah. That's true. No, good good point. Good good analysis. Uh, speaking of, you know, when I said earlier I wouldn't change a word, I would actually, now that I think about it, I would add one word, and that is two, as in The Incredibles 2. Make another. It was such a success. Do it. Well... 
Good thing it's summer blockbuster season because, my friend, there's another one coming out this very summer. Exactly. I didn't know that, but that's fantastic news. Love to hear it. Yeah. Let's do Logline Cage Match. Logline Cage Match is where we pitch each other ideas to kind of, you know, resemble a pitching session with an executive. And we give each other no holds barred feedback. Uh, just kind of the plain, honest truth on whether or not this idea would actually work as a film. All right, I'm going to pitch one today, Nathan, if that's cool. Uh, it's one I've been working on for summer blockbuster season. Almost done the first draft. I'm hoping this one could be produced for next blockbuster season, next June, maybe next May. Uh, and it's called The Narchitect. It's the story of an architect who is also a narc, and he has narcolepsy. He's just about to catch a big thief and finish designing an apartment building, but then he falls asleep and the thief gets away. So it'd be part of a franchise, Narca, Narcitect 1, Narcitect 2, Narcitect 3, Return of the Narc. And the idea is he's a narc, He's an architect, and he has narcolepsy. So this is a triple element. That's a sweet idea. I think just the fact that you're saying triple element, those two words make me know that it's going to be a successful screenplay. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, uh, yeah, so what I'm picturing with that one is it's uh, an architect. He wears turtlenecks. He's got, you know, plastic rim glasses. Uh, He's got a got a partnership of uh, many architects very diverse group of professionals they work well together but this guy's also a narc so he's narking people out uh and also falling asleep um and he's after thieves and he catches some but he, he's frequently falling asleep and that that ends a, adds a comedic element wouldn't just be a pure driller dramatic thriller it would have comedic elements because of the falling asleep aspect Right. Well, that brings us to the end of episode 48 on creativity. We hope it was creative for you and that you got lots of ideas. We're pretty sure you will have. Nathan and I are busy working on blockbuster screenplay season. Hope you can do the same. And if you do, we recommend, as always, keep writing. Always keep your dialogue snappy. Oh, whoops, missed those up. It's okay, I know yours, you know mine, so we can always switch it up every once in a while. Done.